Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Laces Out. No, this is not a trivia bowl show. That will be later on this weekend. Uh, Jared Bailey, Kurt Hamaser with you as always. Kurt, you know, it's been a while since we've done an actual show that didn't involve, you know, four guys trying to guess <laughs> faces inside of helmets. How are you doing? I, I, it feels good. It feels uh, refreshing to be back because it has been a little while. I, I don't yeah. When was our last show? It was a long time ago when our last football only show was instead of uh, our great trivia show that we got going. But no, I'm uh, doing well. Fresh, fresh home from a buffalo blue jays game uh they just started their their series against the baltimore orioles so hit that up it was a good time so uh yeah good to be back it is fantastic to have you back my friend so um the biggest news of the day came out of the steel city and what has already been a very weird offseason full of unexpected departures this was pretty much the exclamation point um, this weird offseason for Pittsburgh as they released uh, veteran multiple Pro Bowl guard David DeCastro, who is now no longer with the team. Now, there are rumors that DeCastro is still being nagged by an injury that he suffered through last season, and he's contemplating retirement. So, look, I understand that a lot of these things are out of Pittsburgh's hands. Now, the first one I saw it, I didn't know about this whole retirement thing. I did a live stream about it earlier saying how dumb and idiotic it was. And then, you know, you find out the more vital details of each story. And it's it's unfortunate. I mean, obviously, wish David DeCastro nothing but the best if retirement is something that he does choose to do. You know, by all means, that is his choice. And he's got to choose his health and, you know, the, the thoughts of his family and everything over football at some point. So, um Regardless of that, the Steelers, with an already Oof. offensive line full Scary. of question marks. Scary. If, if I'm Big Ben, I am quivering in my boots because for a guy that had to get the ball out faster than any quarterback in the league last year because of poor offensive line play, and really that's just how the Steelers play, he's going to have to do that even more and he's going to have to get it out even faster this year because like you said there are a lot of question marks um you know no no longer are the days of Villanueva and David DeCastro holding down that line what do we got we got a bunch of young guys a bunch of new guys in here that are going to be protecting 40 year old Big Ben and your your dream boy Najee Harris too yeah and now, it was reported that um, the Steelers and Trey Turner are working on a deal, a one-year deal, which will bring Trey Turner to Pittsburgh. By all means, I'm very happy with that. If you're going to get anybody right now, Trey Turner's probably the best guard you're going to get. Multiple mm-hmm. Pro Bowl guy, very reliable to slide in there. Veteran presence that that offensive line desperately needs. Because as you said, you know, Marquise Pouncey's gone now. Matt Filer went to the Chargers. Um, Al Villanueva struggled down the stretch. I'm not going to pretend I was sorry to see him go. He's now in Baltimore, and TJ Watt can eat him twice a year. That's fine <laughs> with me. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a basically brand-new offensive line now. Um, it seems like Kevin Dotson is going to be, I would guess, left guard, while Trey Turner slides into that right guard spot if he does, you know, as expected, sign with Pittsburgh. Rookie Kendrick Green, he's going to be more than likely the starting center. Right tackle is going to be probably Zach Banner, the guy who won the job in training camp last year and then tore his ACL week one against the Giants. So as much of a fan favorite as Zach Banner is, we don't really know how good he is. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the left tackle spot is probably the one with the biggest question marks because Troquimo Okorafor seems to be the guy who would be slated to start up the season started today. And he isn't very good. Um, (laughs) And that's just, it just happens to be the most important position on the offensive line, protecting Big Ben's blind side. And I wrote about it in my immediate piece after the DeCastro release on the Steelers Sports Sports Illustrated site where, you know, they didn't necessarily have to sign Trey Turner. They could have gone out and tried to get a guy like uh, Morgan Moses, Russell O'Kung, if they could have afforded 
Mitchell Schwartz, I wouldn't have been angry at that either. And they could have put, you know, Kendrick Green still at center, Kevin Dotson at right guard, and then slid backup center BJ Finney into that left guard spot, which look, BJ Finney, I mean, he's this is like his third stint with the team. He's a utility guy that they use for depth. I would much rather have no disrespect to Trey Turner. I'm glad that if it does happen, glad that they're getting him. I would have much rather had Mitchell Schwartz protecting Big Ben and his blind side uh, than Trey Turner. Uh, and well, only problem, only problem with that you mentioned it is you know cap space um, yes. because you know it's Pittsburgh. I don't I don't know the exact numbers. I probably should have done the research before the show. Do you know off the top of your head what what Pittsburgh's sitting at with uh, their cap number? I'll look at it right now. Okay. Well, I mean, because like you said, I mean. Yeah, you can throw a lot of money at a guy like Mitchell Schwartz, or you could bring in a guy, a guy like Trey Turner, where it's you know you don't have to break the bank for him because there are other positions of need. You know, if you want to turn around and maybe mend the relationship with Steven Nelson and bring him back, because there are other holes. There's holes in the secondary. There's holes on the offensive line. Um, you know, a, a few more depth pieces just in case an injury occurs next uh, next right. year. You know they might want to use that and spread out the money instead of maybe going all in on, on one guy like a Mitchell Schwartz or somebody for that offensive line. So it looks like as of last update, the Steelers have about $15 million in cap space right now. So okay. not impossible to get okay. a guy like Mitchell Schwartz. We'll see what happens after the whole, I don't know if it's been updated since the DeCaster release or since the, the rumored Trey Turner signing. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, you mentioned that there are still holes, you know, at left tackle at cornerback. Now they have been very impressed with James Pierre who's going to be the more than likely nickel starter. It seems like Cam Sutton's going to be that number two corner after the surprising release of Steven Nelson. Um, so there's a lot There's a lot of things that have happened this offseason that have made it a not very good one for Pittsburgh. Um, and and not, not good for your, uh, your hot take that Najee Harris is winning Offensive Rookie of the Year because he can do it, but he would have to really impress with that offensive line that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be sending out there week one against my Buffalo Bills. Well, and like I said, the interior isn't something I'm necessarily worried about. Kevin Dodson looked very, very good in the games that he started last year. Trey Turner, like I said, I can't confirm. I mean, a lot of people are saying that it's pretty much set in stone. So I'm just going to say I, Trey Turner is yeah. going to be a Steeler. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think the teams have announced it yet. I think that's right. kind of like the final, you know, final, mm -hmm. the official set in stone, but it's pretty much it. It's written in pen. So Trey Turner, I'm confident in. Kevin Dotson, I'm confident in. Kendrick Green is somebody that a lot of Steelers fans are excited about. He's got very infamously the the brand on his right arm, which just equals tough you, bastard. You love that thing. I love <laughs> Kendrick Green's brand, mostly because, you know, I've got multiple tattoos. I can do tattoos. I like getting tattoos. A brand, Kurt? I would never. I, I could never. I have tattoos as well, but a brand, absolutely not. Absolutely Get that away not. from me. Yeah. I, so I, no, that just automatically puts him in the <laughs> Tough Guy Hall of Fame for just having that. Um, but no, I mean, aside from, you know, in all seriousness, aside from his brand and everything, he was very good at Illinois. So the interior of the line, Kendra Green seems to be a suitable replacement for Marquis Pouncey. Everything else on the interior looks good. It's the outside I'm worried about. Um, so. See now, now don't you wish you had a, a nice draft like the Buffalo Bills, where they drafted some absolute men for that offensive line? Nobody below six five, nobody below three hundred pounds, just people that can protect the franchise quarterback. Sounds nice right about now, doesn't it? That's great. I've seen a lot of tall big guys who sucked. Um, <laughs> look, time I will tell, my friend. Time will tell. I now they did. Uh, draft Pat Fryermuth, who is a fantastic blocker at that tight end spot, and I can assume that's going to be one of his main assignments is making sure that Najee Harris has holes on the outside. Um, so we'll see. Um, as of right now, though, yes, the Steelers got worse today, and it, as something is unexpected like this to happen in June, it is unfortunate. Um, but that is the way of the league, it seems. So that is keeps us on our keeps us on our toes, keeps it exciting. Um, but that is really the the only player news that we have in the NFL going on right now because it's a little bit of a dead time. Uh, free agents frenzy has died out. No really serious trade rumors have been going on. You know, the Aaron Rodgers kind of is just beating a dead horse at this point. Um, I'm tired of talking about Aaron Rodgers. So let's talk about some jerseys because because you All know right. the the NFL 
they approved that uh, teams can begin to wear alternate helmets at the beginning of 2022. Um, so that's kind of exciting. So right off the top of your head, give me give me your favorite alternate helmet in the NFL. Um, I've got a few. I love the old Patriot Pat one with the bright mm-hmm. red jerseys, the white helmet, and the Patriot on it. Um, <laughs> I'll show you a comment in a minute. Um, I liked here. I like the old Jets ones because they're so ugly. Not the ones that they just replaced, okay. but the '90s yeah. ones. That, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Those things are hideous, but I <laughs> love them. Uh, so I like the old Jets ones. Um, those are the first two that came to mind. I want to see. Are you are you a fan? Are you a fan of the the Eagles Kelly Green? The Eagles should go back to strictly Kelly Green uniforms. Yes, in those please, those thank you. All right. I, for some reason, for some reason, I thought you didn't like those, and I was going to have oh to get them because they're, they're one of gorgeous. my favorite uniforms in NFL history. I feel like they should have never gone away from that. They're gorgeous. that, and the only because I was going to say the Patriots uniform, uh, even though like you know you know how I right. feel about the New England Patriots, but I absolutely love that logo just as a sports fan. But the Denver Broncos. Give me that! Give me that one. Denver Broncos retro with the D, with the Bronco blowing that smoke out of his nose. Oh, I love it! It's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous logo. I'll even pay homage to your Bills. They can bring back the red helmet. I like the red helmet. I'm a little torn because I think I think the only reason I'm a little torn is because every time that I think of those, I think of those putrid navy blue and That's white. That's what jerseys. I was gonna say. Bring back the jerseys. I want to see no. those at least once, please. <laughs> They're absolutely, so ugly, they're beautiful. Absolutely not. I think I think that's why I'm I'm a little hesitant on these red red helmets because I'm just so whenever I think of the red helmets, I think of those disgusting navy blue and white jerseys. So I need to see I need to see some mocks. Some somebody that's good with jersey swaps, just give me give me I, I see one that always goes around, but just give me a couple, just maybe give me a little taste of it so that maybe you can switch my mind. One can assume that if they do wear the helmets, it'll be the classic just 90s all retro uniforms, which I'm fine with. I just want to see those ugly things because, my God, they're atrocious. They are horrid. That is true. Yes. Now, now your your girlfriend did uh, chime in on the conversation saying Josh Allen's visor. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows. She knows what gets me. And, yes, Josh Allen's visor. I wish, I wish that Josh Allen would wear that in a game because he just looks, he looks like the Terminator. I mean, he is just badass, but he said he'll never wear it in a game, unfortunately. That's okay. You do you, Josh. Just whatever's going to make you throw touchdowns. You know, everybody will be lucky to find them uh, a Katie. So <laughs> if anybody, you are right. If anybody knows where I can find one, <laughs> my, my DMs are indeed open. All right. So, Yes, I do love the Eagles Kelly Green. Um, I'm trying to oh the Creamsicle Bucks, definitely. Ooh, yes, yes. What uh, what's Bucko Bruce? That's his name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it. So, uh, um, I would love to see Creamsicle Bucks versus Kelly Green Eagles. I, we need that. That's okay. what God intended. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Don't quote me if I'm wrong, but I think the Eagles might play the Buccaneers this year. So Unfortunately, I, we don't get oh, it wait, this year. We, we got to wait until 2022, don't we? That's that right. Sucks. What? I don't get that either. Like, why are they making a wait? Who cares? Yeah. That's how stupid. Yeah. I'm just throwback uniforms, and now it just left me. Um. Oh, Seattle. Do you like Seattle's with the gray helmet? Oh, the white I blue? love yes. Seattle's. Yes, those were yes. those were great. I see, you know, I'll admit that I kind of, you know, only started really not, I don't want to say paying attention, but like, I remember the Seahawks, obviously, when I was younger, but like, I remember, remember them now, just like anytime I think of the Seahawks, I think of them with their navy blue and their neon, just, that's just kind of how they made their name for me. Um, But man, those, those silver helmets with the light blue jerseys. Oh, those are. Those are pretty. I like them. I'm a big the fan. Old, uh, Steve Largent and Jim Zornunis. Those were yes. I, I do like those very much. <laughs> um, trying to think of any other teams that have like really good ones. The Chargers like 80s ones are hideous. I hated that like dark blue with the yellow that didn't look good. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That being said, I want to see them. I want to see them. I want to see them play in them. That would be great. I just want to Chargers- see everybody pull out your ugliest uniforms again. Do you remember in like 06 when the Eagles wore those like lime yellow and very bright it, baby blue And when uniforms? the Steelers wear their Bumblebee jerseys, I can't stand those. I can't I'm one of the few them. that like the Bumblebees. I, no. I love the Bumblebee uniforms. I don't get that. Great. 
and the Packers old one with the brown in it. I Ew. love that uniform. You are just I uh-huh. I like history, Kurt. Okay, I do too. I don't I like cool jerseys too. Those are not cool. Those are not cool. They're uniforms. so ugly that they're great. The brown, the, yellow, and the blue. The Broncos had a bad one too. They had just like a brown helmet, like yellow jerseys. Oh, it was atrocious, but I loved it. God. Wow, there that, was no... that was the best, like mid two thousands, mid to like late two thousands, just throwback uniforms galore. Oh, the Titans can wear the Oilers uniforms. Yes. Just make the Texans the Oilers, please. Yeah, please. Give them something worth a damn because one, they have a lazy ass nickname. They got stupid ass uniforms, a dumb ass logo. Just replace everything. Oh. Make them make them wow. the Oilers again. I hate the Texans. Everything about them. <laughs> their their logos are horrible. Their uniforms are horrible. Everything about them sucks. Okay. So I want to see look. And everybody says, oh, well, it's property of the Titans or whatever. Well, not to throw some NBA at you, um, Michael Jordan renamed the Bobcats the Hornets after they left for New Orleans mm. and became the Pelicans. So I feel like the, the same rule should be in effect in the NFL. I don't know how that works. If, but Michael, Jordan, if Michael Jordan can do it, anybody can do it, right? That's what I'm saying. Now, yeah. I, will, now I will say the original Charlotte team, the Charlotte Bobcats, also atrocious logo, atrocious yes. uniforms all around. We, we, could, we could make an entire show on just – terrible franchise decisions on on jersey colors jersey logos Eh, that would be a fun show i mean when we have days like this when there's really nothing to talk about except for trey turner maybe we'll do that sometime i mean that's fine with me we've done four (laughs) trivia bowls in the past month why not why not keep doing stuff like that now this team can just do this right now because i just want the browns to go back to having great face masks yeah, they, they did everything right with the new uniforms except keeping the brown face mask. I hate the brown face masks. A face mask makes a big difference. The Buffalo Bills are switching to white face masks, and it looks they okay. Look like let me let me say this: white. I don't see that much of a difference between a gray and a white. It looks you're, you're nuts. You're not. I don't. It's they look like they got sent down from the gods above with white face masks on, and it is gorgeous compared to the gray. It's crisp. It's it's clear. It's. Mm. It's Super Bowl worthy. That's what I mean, it is. I'm not saying that it's ugly by any means. I'm just saying I don't think that there was much. I mean, I saw they played with the white face mask on what Thanksgiving against the Cowboys at one time, yes. right? With the, the, so, the all blues with the white face mask. Yeah, Ooh, I mean, it, it didn't look bad, but it wasn't that much of a difference where I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible. I was like, oh yeah, they're wearing white face masks. That's cool. Right. It wasn't It wasn't me jumping out of my seat um, by any right. means. Don't let but, Bill's Mafia hear you because they just love the white face mask, as do I. But, uh, Let's move on. Uh, we'll, we'll save the Jersey talk because we can have, I promise you, we can do a, a whole episode on that sometime. I think we said that we were going to do that like a while ago. Probably. Something something with that and like logos. And I don't know. We we're going to do something. Well, so. I did do the uh, greatest logo in NFL history on Twitter tournament. Which, which one, one was it? Was it Miami? It was Miami. Yes. That, that is, that's respectable. See, that's another logo. They just need to go back because their new logo is terrible compared to their old Bills. Logo. Bills were in the final four, though. Yes. That uh, standing Buffalo, nothing beats it to me, but obviously I'm a little biased here. Um, right. But all right. My next segment, we, uh, we'll, we'll do some, some football talk for now for, for next season, a little preview here. Uh, I got a few, we can, we can do a couple debates here. Uh, I got a couple, you know, who's, who's going to be better. What's going to be better. First topic, better bounce back year. Um, there was a lot of guys, you know, that were super high. You know, if you're a big fantasy football person, you know, maybe you drafted them in the first round and they didn't produce. Um, we're not really talking just fantasy, but, you know, overall, who's going to have a better year next year? Who's going to have a better bounce back year? Is it going to be Ezekiel Elliott, who I believe led the league in fumbles and struggled and looked nothing like the Zeke of old? Or is it going to be Joe Mixon? Because Joe Mixon, I feel like, I don't want to say reached his peak, but he reached up pretty high and, and he took a f- big, big drop off. But now he's got his guy, Joey B, coming back, a couple new uh, offensive weapons. What say you, Zeke or Joe Mixon, having a better bounce back year? I like Joe Mixon a lot. I feel like he's one of the more underrated guys in the NFL. Um and it's no disrespect to Ezekiel Elliott, but DeMarco Murray, I believe, wants to love the league in rushing behind that great Cowboys offensive line, which is not really the great Cowboys offensive line no. that we know and somewhat love. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that Joe Mixon, you look at his numbers against Zeke's, I mean, they're very comparable. He's one of the mm-hmm. better receiving backs in the league, very mossy tool guy. It's just a matter of the Bengals offensive line. Are they going to be able to open up holes for him? Hopefully with Joe Burrow coming back, if the passing attack is good, They'll be able to run more of a balanced type scheme where that can open up running lanes for Joe Mixon. Um, but you know what? I will say I like Joe Mixon. Um, and I think that 
Dallas kind of realized that they can lean on Dak, and he proved that he is more than capable of throwing for a billion yards trying to help them win. wasn't his fault that they sucked last year when he was there. Um, so I, I think that Dallas is going to rely a little bit more on Dak Prescott. I think that Joe Mixon will be a big part of the intermediate passing game. Um, and I think that if all goes well, the Bengals will be able to incorporate Joe Mixon into their offense a lot more. So I will say Joe Mixon, uh, underrated guy. And I think that they'll just be able to use him better. Um, and more. Okay. All right. I mean, I, I love Joe Mixon. I mean, like you said, he is one of the most underrated players in the whole league. Um, and he kind of got forgotten about just because, you know, Andy Dalton was there and the Bengals were just so stagnant, so mediocre for so many years. And hopefully now with Joe Burrow and these nice offensive weapons that they're bringing in, Joe Mixon can kind of get back to the way that he used to play. Um, and I don't want to say that – I don't want to say that, that Ezekiel Elliott is going to get lost because he is Ezekiel Elliott, and we, we know what he can do. But when you look at an offense with Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb, it just screams that we're going to pass the ball 40 times a game. And that's not great for a guy like Ezekiel Elliott. Um, they don't – like you said, they don't have the offensive line that, that they used to have that was just – Get out of our way. We are opening up the biggest holes so guys like DeMarco Murray can lead the league. Um, so I like Zeke. I think he will have a better year than last year because last year was bad. Last year was really bad, but it was terrible for Dallas, just totally. So I think Zeke will probably outplay statistically. I think he'll outplay Joe Mixon, um, but I still love Joe Mixon. I still have the respect for him. I, I think that he, he has – what it takes to be a, a top back in this league. But there's just some things that Z can do that, that not many other running backs in this league can do when he's hot. So I, I think I'm going Zeke. I think I'm going Zeke. No, that's fair. I mean, it's, this isn't me saying that Zeke is a bad player, but he did have a bad year. I mean, they both yes. did. Both of them, mm-hmm. you know, took big steps back in 2020. Hopefully with, you know, healthy quarterbacks, a little bit of a revamped offensive line that'll help both of them out. Mm-hmm. All right. We have our next topic is a better year off an injury. Uh, we saw a lot of injuries last year to, to some big key guys. I mean, it was tough to watch. Uh, top, a lot of the top stars in the league had to go down with uh, injuries, unfortunately. But we'll debate here. Our guy, Saquon Barkley or Odell Beckham Jr., who's going to have a better year off of an injury? It's Saquon Barkley. It's not much of a competition. <laughs> the Giants are going to. The thing with Odell Beckham Jr. is that the Browns offense didn't take much of a step back without him. You know, mm-hmm. it's the fact that the offense runs through more of a, you know, a run style. You know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter, the focal points of that offense. Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback, um, but they also have Jarvis Landry. They also have two really good tight ends and David Ajoku and uh, Austin Hooper. They've got good depth at receiver. So to me, Odell Beckham Jr., um, great talent, not. I don't want to say he's unimportant, but I wouldn't say he's vital for the Browns' success. I mean, we they proved that. They made the playoffs without him there for a good portion of the season. It's true. So, Saquon Barkley, um, the Giants' run game was atrocious without him. So, I think with him coming back, hopefully – I mean, look at all the help that they're giving Daniel Jones on the, on the offensive yes. side of the ball now. Hopefully, they can be able to pass the ball now, too, and Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over every other time he touches <laughs> it. Um, and that will lead to more opportunities for Saquon Barkley because you got to pay more attention to the passing game now that – Kenny Galladay's there, Kyle Rudolph's there, John Ross is there, uh, Kadarius Tony's there, Sterling Shepard's there. Like they are loading up as much talent as they can get on the offensive side of the ball for the Giants. Hopefully, the passing game opens up. That'll lead to more opportunities for Saquon Barkley, who is also an important part to the passing game. We know how good he is. So, yes, Saquon Barkley. I don't think it's much of a conversation. I think he will have a better bounce back here than Odo Beckham Jr. Okay, you seem to have a lot of faith in that New York Giants offense, offensive line um, because I do not. The The longest tenured player there, I believe, is Nate Solder and, what, a few years? I, I don't I think, think they signed him, what, they signed him, what, 2019 or 2020? It was his first yeah. year with the Giants. Well, it was so. not too long. You know, they drafted Andrew Thomas in the first round last year. Not, you know, I'm not giving up on him or saying he's a bust, but. He got play. better down the stretch. He, he did. He did he start did. up very and, slow. You know, you, you can kind of chalk it up to the fact that, you know, Saquon Barkley was missing because a player like Saquon Barkley makes a player like Andrew Thomas look better. Um, so, you know, I love Saquon. Um, one of my favorite players to watch. 
I just do not have a ton of faith in that offensive offensive line. And uh, as as you know, the Cleveland Browns are our run, run, run. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, those guys are unstoppable. But some team's going to stop them. There, some team is going to figure it out. And we saw teams do it last year. It'll Odell Beckham Jr. cannot be held down for this long and not. You know, maybe he won't reach the the peak point of where he was when he was a New York Giant. But Baker Mayfield has taken steps. He has taken strides forward. Passing game, every aspect of his game, he has taken strides forward. And to add in another talent like that, you know, we didn't really see them get off on the right foot in his first year with the team. Uh, now he deals with the injury here. I think he's coming back with a vengeance. I think he, he sees what the Cleveland Browns are. And he sees that they are close. I think I'm disagreeing with you again, pal. I, I love Saquon Barkley. I really, really do. I just, I, I, it doesn't matter how good of a running back you are if you don't have an offensive line. And maybe they'll surprise me. Maybe they will. I don't have much faith in that. I need to see that offensive line before I can put stock in Saquon Barkley for 2021. Well, that's fine. You know, I'll, We'll see how far that lasts into week four when, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. has 10 <laughs> catches because they run the ball and they'll spread the ball out and he starts complaining. There's a lot of T.O. in Odell Beckham Jr. to me. Yeah. So, yes. I don't know. We'll see. I, see that. I, I don't know. I mean, if, if Daniel Jones can't get it going with, with all those guys you mentioned, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius, Tony, Sterling. Well, then Stein. it's going to be Sam Howell time in New York. They're going to be, My you know. goodness. If he can't get it done then, Mike Glennon is coming in off the bench and leading them to victory. Mike Glennon, the Giants backup? He sure is. Oh, my God. <laughs> that I guy has been that. on every team in the NFL, I believe. And he sucked for all of them. Mm-hmm. But he still gets paid. Um, all right, we'll move on to the next one here. Better year with a new team. Uh, we saw a lot of guys change teams, a lot of trades, a lot of signings. So we'll, we'll talk about one guy that's uh, close to your heart, your friend Bud Dupree, and one him. that is um, – Still, still hurts a little bit, uh, Mr. J.J. Watt, that he didn't pick the Buffalo Bills because he said he wants to win a championship, and he said, yeah, I'm going to do that in Arizona. So what do you think, J.J. Watt or Bud Dupree? Better well, year with their new team. Well, I'm going to go with Bud Dupree, one, because at this stage of his career, he's better than J.J. Watt, and two, J.J. Watt, I'll set the over-under at nine and a half games that J.J. Watt plays this year because he's hurt every other game. And look, I don't – J.J. Watt is one of the best human beings in the NFL. He's a great, great dude. One of the best defenders of all time. One of the best at his position of all time at his peak. Um, he's not J.J. Watt of old anymore. And the Cardinals let go of a better player, Hassan Reddick, to sign J.J. Watt. They signed the name rather than the production. Um, they wanted to sell jerseys. That is fine. I understand it's a business. But in terms of a player standpoint, that was a stupid move. <laughs> um, so, no, I think. You know, J.J. Watt, he's a great guy. He'll bring some locker room stability there. He'll bring a lot of leadership, a lot of energy. Um, I would be very surprised if he plays more than 10, 11 games. I'm going to bank that. You know, the history with J.J. Watt is that he just gets injured and can't stay healthy. And by no means am I hoping he gets injured. That's not what I'm trying to say here. Um, but he just doesn't stay on the field. Yep. So. Bud Dupree, to me, he's taken strides over the past few years. Everybody's going to point out, well, he doesn't have T.J. Watt on the other side of him anymore. Well, Titans do have a very good front seven. Mm -hmm. uh, they brought in Danico Autry. They already have a bunch of different pieces there um, before Bud Dupree got there. So they've got a really nice little rotating core that they have in their front seven uh, that people will need to pay attention to. So I think Bud Dupree will have maybe not the numbers that he's had uh, in Pittsburgh, but I still think it'll be very good. I think he'll still be hovering around those numbers and be an impact player for Tennessee. I wish he was still in Pittsburgh. Suck to see him go. Um, but I do think that he will play well in Tennessee. I think he'll be better than J.J. Watt simply because, one, he's younger, he's better right now, and, two, he's just going to play more. We, uh, we we talked about the Tennessee Titans, and, and, you know, I think we talked about them after the Julio Jones trade. And we said, you know, their defense is young. They're going to be relying a lot on rookies this year, and that's fine. You know, I mean, hopefully you found some some diamonds in the rough. I will say I do like their their linebacker room. Uh, you know, I, especially with Bud Dupree, he can kind of be that the leader. He could be the he could be the quarterback of the defense. I mean, that's that's what they brought him in to be, and he really can be that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I think Bud Dupree. You know, I love JJ Watt. You can't hate on a guy, but like you said, I mean, it's him and Chandler Jones coming in off the 
outside and they have a combined age of 96 i think i i don't i'm just pulled that number out but they are extremely old and not the players that they once were you know i i just i liked i like bud dupree i i, I like what he can do in that that titans defense running the three four they're they're an interesting team because if their rookies can kind of turn it on if they can play well they don't have to play great right away but if they can play well they're going to compete because with that offense, they're going to put up 40 points a game. So I like, I like the Titans defense a little bit. Uh, maybe just cause I'm interested in it. I'm interested to see what Caleb Farley can do. I'm interested to see what Bud Dupree can do coming in off the injury. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, still a young player in this league. I think he's a nice player. Like you said, they got a few good pieces on that team. And I, I think Bud Dupree was exactly the piece that they were kind of missing. So, uh, yeah, big, big Bud Dupree guy over here. And over there, I know you are too. Yeah, um, you know we talked about this before. The Titans' defense better get into gear really quick because that middle stretch from like week six to week ten sucks. That's right. (laughs) So um, hopefully, for their sake, they get things going relatively quickly because that is a brutal, you know, mid-season stretch that they gotta endure. So I don't know. We'll see. All right. I got I got one more for you. Um, I don't know if you have any that you've thought of along the way, but we're gonna do most likely to make the playoffs after missing last year, and we're gonna we got two teams here: the Los Angeles Chargers and the Miami Dolphins. Two young quarterbacks in Tua Tagovailoa and, and Justin Herbert. Young guys, young team. Very close last year for Miami. Uh, yeah, Chargers were in the mix a little bit, but I think they will be a lot better this year. Um, who's making the playoffs? Both in tough divisions. If you had to choose one to maybe slot into that last wild card spot, who's it going to be? That'll be the Chargers. Um, well, Justin Herbert's already a top 10 quarterback in this league. He's only going to keep getting better. Their defense is now being led by a defensive-minded head coach. Um, so... If Derwin James stays healthy, cross our fingers that Derwin James stays healthy because, God, yeah. he's good. Yes. And Joey Bosa is still there. Their secondary is still really good. And the offensive weapons that they have, friend of the show, Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Like, I get that they lost Hunter Henry, uh, but at the same time, they're still loaded. Offensive mm-hmm. line, they tried to, you know, replace a few parts that just weren't good. They did lose Mike Pouncey, which does you know, suck for their offensive line because he's one of the better centers in the NFL, him and his brother both retiring. Um, so offensive line did, you know, suffer another loss. I'd like to think that they tried to, you know, figure out some issues that were there last year because they were also very hurt last year. So, um, if they can keep Justin Herbert relatively clean. He's going to have enough time to make things happen. He's already looks like a star. So I think purely for the fact that their defense is going to be disgusting. Justin Herbert's very, very good. He's miles ahead of where two is at right now. Yeah. Um, that's the biggest thing. I mean, if Tua is on, then the Dolphins could also be a playoff team. I think both of them have a good chance of being playoff teams. Um, but it's all going to depend on Tua Tungabailoa, and I trust Justin Herbert much more than I trust Tua right now. So, yeah, I will take the Los Angeles Chargers to be a playoff team right now uh, over the Dolphins if I only had to pick one. I think I'm going to agree with you, but I, I will offer a counter here. Um, sure. You know, Tua doesn't. It, Brian Flores does not have his his closer now. He does not have Ryan Fitzpatrick to turn to and say, "Please pull out, pull out your magic. I need you for one last drive and win this game for us." It's Tua Tagovailoa or Jacoby Brissett. Pick your poison. And uh, if Tua can't get it going this year, he's he's kind of in a similar situation to what we were just saying with Daniel Jones and the Giants. I mean. Look what he's got around him. He's got Devontae Parker. They signed Will Fuller. They brought in uh, Jalen Waddle. They have Mike Kosicki. I mean, they got weapons. They, they... I mean, they're kind of like the discount giants right now okay, in terms fair. of weapons. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, write home about Devontae Parker and Will Fuller, fair. but that is fair. I see I, what you're I, saying, though. That's fair. I, I don't, I don't think they're quite on the level of of what the Giants have, but yes, they. I think they are close, and they're in a position where. They said, here, Tua, t- take all these fun toys and play with them. But if you do not do well, I don't I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, do they turn around and find a new quarterback for next season already? Aaron Rodgers to Miami confirmed. Oh, my God. Would, Aaron Rodgers is either dressing in a Packers uniform or he's going to put on a suit and tie and, and host Jeopardy. Um, but I will say, I will say, I do love the Miami Dolphins defense. And I think I might love them a little more than the or the uh, Chargers. You know, Derwin James, he's a great player. 
we haven't seen him. And he was a great player, and I hope that he can come back even better than ever. But do we know that? I mean, is he going to come back and maybe struggle to kind of catch up to speed? I don't know. Um, and, yes, they still have Joey Bosa. But the Dolphins have some nice players. They have a very good secondary. I mean, they, they led the league – in defensive points last year, I believe, I believe they led the league in defensive points. I, you know, they're going to have to shut teams down because if Tua can't do it himself. Um, but like you said, I mean, Justin Herbert, top 10 quarterback already miles ahead of where Tua is already. I, I would probably pick the chargers, but I, I'd be lying if I didn't hesitate a little bit and say, say maybe the dolphins could squeak one out here or there. Yeah, no, I do think that the Dolphins definitely have a chance. Um, I'd have to go back, but I think I had them as a playoff team on my first, you know, game by game prediction stuff, which I'm contemplating doing another one soon. I usually wait for training camp. I'll probably I'm gonna hold off, but um, yeah, I, I do think that they're gonna be in the mix at the very least. Um, it's a stacked AFC. I mean, the AFC is definitely the deeper conference in terms of really good teams. So you know, they're gonna have to fight with teams like you know Pittsburgh, maybe Baltimore, the Chargers. Um, so it's going to be a, a deep race for, you know, those, those wild card spots. And considering the fact that the AFC West, you know, has Kansas city, I think we can almost pretty much guarantee it's a slot for the chargers if everything goes well. So mm-hmm. um, and the AFC North is really good too. You know, Cleveland's going to be a playoff team. Um, Pittsburgh will be in the mix. Baltimore will be in the fight. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that are fighting for three spots and it's, uh, it's not going to be easy, but, how um, how important is it to win a division this year? I mean, hey. I, obviously every every year is you always want to win the division, but I mean, how many teams did you just mention that are in the mix? I mean, <laughs> you get four division winners every year, uh, and you got teams like Miami, the teams like the Chargers, teams like you know you could even maybe make an argument that Bro- that the Broncos are going to be in there with the defense yeah. that they have this year, uh, the Browns, the the Ravens, the Steelers. I mean, they that. It is stacked. I mean, Tennessee and, and Indianapolis are going to be battling it out too. Um, so winning the division might mean a little bit more this year because it just seems like it's the AFC is more stacked this year than I maybe can remember in past years here. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. You know, notice one thing we didn't say is the Patriots because Cam Newton isn't good anymore. No. Um, <laughs> I, love, I love that you just said that in there. That just – it just made the show for me because it just made me feel warm to remember that the New England Patriots are far out of sight and we really don't have to worry about them. We don't have to Wouldn't worry about if they were we don't have to worry about we... Kendrick Bourne. We don't have to worry about Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar leading the league in any kind of stats, except for maybe drops. Wouldn't it kind of suck if they were good this year? And this comes back to bite us both in the ass. <laughs> I just can't see it happening. I really I can't, can't either. I don't. And everybody wants to point out the fact, I guess we're segueing into crapping on the Patriots, which I'm always okay with. Um, <laughs> we got, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we try to shoot for 40 minutes. We're at 37. We can crap on them for three minutes. Go ahead. And look, we are, we try to be unbiased here. We try to be straightforward. And I think we are in the fact that, you know, everybody wants to point out, oh, the Patriots won, you know, seven games last year without atrocious receiving core. We're acting like they just got Jerry Rice and, Chris Carter and their primes, but in there they got Nelson Aguilar they, and Kendrick yeah. Bourne. They right? almost did nothing to me. They they side graded. They really there was no upgrading to me on that Patriots offense. I will say uh, the Patriots defense is going to be good this year. The, yeah, the I mean Patriots the signing of that Judon was good. That was a great yes. signing for them. The the Patriots defense will be good. I mean, you know, we'll see what happens with the whole Stephon Gilmore situation. There's rumors of him maybe getting traded. Yeah, um, I'm to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Of course. But if, if he sticks around, I mean, they, they have him. They brought back Kyle Van Noy. Um, they, like you said, they signed Matt Judon. I mean, they, they, they're they going to have a good defense. They're, there's no denying that. But let's look at their offense. I mean, Nelson Aguilar, okay, he was good with the Raiders, but I think it, that was just kind of uh, uh, because of how the Raiders play. He just kind of flourished with Derek Carr. I don't see him flourishing with, with Cam Newton or Mac Jones. Um, sure, they brought in Hunter Henry and, and Johnny Smith. Right. What are they going to do? Cam can't throw the ball. He's going to throw the ball five yards slant to Hunter Henry, and he'll get tackled at the after eight yards, and it'll be third down. I mean, there's no explosion on this team. Nikhil Harry was supposed to be that guy that had the explosive speed downfield. Maybe he can get that this year. Maybe that's what he's just been just waiting for, and he's been marinating, ready to go. I don't see it. You know, Damian Harris, Sonny Michelle, 
that's just a boring backfield to me. They've they've had good games in the past. I mean, there's just no excitement, no just oh, watch out for that guy. It it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. That offense is just I feel like they're gonna be very stagnant next year. Yeah, I agree. And we do have I do Joe Serralo uh giving us a nice little shout. First of all, happy belated birthday to oh, Joe Serralo. Happy belated uh, birthday. Yes. So Joey, appreciate you watching, my friend. Thank you. Um, so, um, yeah, New England doesn't scare me. I don't think – everybody wants to talk about, well, oh, they got Bill Belichick. That counts for at least six months. Sure. I mean, we can make that argument. And that's, sure. I'll give that's you six. Whatever. Go ahead. Yeah. What happens after six, though? You know, <laughs> exactly. The Cam, and, and all of the Cam Newton stands that make their way into my mentions every time I talk about New England – they act like Cam has been this great quarterback throughout his career. He's been a physical specimen and a hell of a dual threat, but when it comes to throwing the ball, yep. the MVP season that he had is an albatross. By no means is it the rule. He is thrown for less than 60% completions in the vast majority of his, of his entire career. It's never since, been accurate, never been since, consistent. Since he came out of college out of, out of Auburn, it was never, oh, this guy has an absolute beautiful arm. I mean, it was he's never a, He's a tank. I get yeah, it. He's a physical exactly. specimen, and that does take him to another level. Mm-hmm. But anymore, he – eight touchdowns, ten interceptions. Oh, but Jared, he had how many rushing touchdowns last year? How many of them were from inside the three-yard line? He's 6'5 and 900 pounds. I yeah. hope that he can get three yards. You just reach over the offensive line. I mean, that's all that's, that's all you got to do. The Patriots have always had it, at least a decent offensive line. So, you know, he can run wild. That's fine. But eventually you're going to cough one up and lose a game like you did to Buffalo. Just, just got to, you know, that's just how it is. I just don't see anything promising about New England right now. No. Um, maybe Mac Jones makes an appearance at some point this year. Even then, we all know. We he'll, all know how I feel. Um, we all know how we feel about Mac Jones in terms of yeah. him coming. I in. mean, how many how many times did we see Cam get benched and then start name the starter next week and then benched again? Mac Jones is going to see a good amount of play. I just don't see the excitement behind him. He just seems like another kind of system quarterback that's going to move the chains but not really do anything too flashy. I to mean, me, to me, Mac Jones is fat Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> that's that's the best comp I can make for him. Yeah. He'll be accurate in the short game. Yep. won't be able to make the deep throws that you really need consistently. Yeah. And that's what Jimmy Garoppolo is to me. If you didn't look like a GQ model, nobody would give a damn about Jimmy Garoppolo. No offense to you, Jimmy Garoppolo, but if you were ugly and didn't come from New England, you would be a backup somewhere right now. (laughs) You would be Mike Glennon. (laughs) You would be. Well, here's the thing. Mike Glennon is 6'9", 77 pounds and sucks. There's a a little bit of a difference between Mike Glennon. All right, fine, fine. But yes, no, I think Mac Jones is just going to be husky Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that's kind of his ceiling right now. I like it. I I'll accept that comparison. That's a good analysis right there. I love it. Yeah. Man. What did we say? We said three minutes to crap on the Patriots. We took five. So I'll uh, allow it. Yeah, we can always go two minutes longer to you know get a nice little New England Patriots. You know what's the word I'm looking for? Reality check yeah. for any Patriot fans. Um, sure. We I know we said forty, uh, but I did want to point this out as well. Um, Chris Sims did release his entire mm, quarterback yes. list, and um, it's I mean. By no means am I going to tell Chris Sims what he doesn't know and does know about football. Um, that would be asinine of me. Uh, but it was vaguely similar to mine, which I released a few weeks ago. Um, he did have Cam Newton at number 20, which, again, Chris, you've you know probably forgotten more about football than the vast majority of people know. But, sir, I mean, putting him ahead, ahead of Ben Roethlisberger feels like a crime against humanity to me. Um, and, again, I'm biased. I'm not going to pretend I'm not. Um, but... You look at how both played last year. I don't see how you can put Cam Newton ahead of Ben Roethlisberger, considering that Ben Roethlisberger played much better, had 25 more touchdowns, had the same number of interceptions, and just looked better. Um, so, but no, again, Chris Sims, he's great at what he does. Um, trying to look at any notable names. I, I think I think my only my only qualm with Chris Chris Sims' uh, ranking here is placing Taysom Hill at number 24. Um, some some notable names that he's ahead of. Um, not that, you know, these guys are miles ahead better than them, but they're more of a quarterback than Taysom Hill is, is Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Jared Goff. Who else? I mean, I would take – who else would I – I would take Justin Fields right now, who has ranked 39th. I would take Justin Fields right now over Taysom Hill. 
We know how I feel about Taysom Hill. Everybody knows. Anybody that has ever listened to the show, they know. But Chris, did did you just accidentally drop him in there? Did you just accidentally type his name in at twenty four? Because I understand if you did, you can change it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad. But Taysom Hill over the rest of those guys. I'm I'm sorry. When Taysom Hill got his first start last year against Atlanta, I went on TSN in Toronto and. I was, you know, asked to break down a few games that I really liked in terms of lines. Mm-hmm. And I told everybody and their mothers to bet Atlanta and the Saints won. So I might have cost some Canadians some money that day. And <laughs> I'm might sorry. Have, you might have cost your, your chances of going back on the show, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, Jalen Hurts stands. First of all, when I released my list, everybody was at my uh, neck for putting him yeah. at 35. Jalen Hurts didn't even make Chris Sims top 40. So, okay. yeah. Which I'm very okay with. Wait, I didn't know this. I just looked uh, looked up Taysom Hill real quick. Do you know where he went to college? BYU. I didn't know that. I I don't know why that just passed over me, but I didn't know he went to BYU. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting, Bill, interesting. The more Bill you know. Cougar. Yeah, and he started his career in Green Bay. There's a yes. picture out there of him in like that old ass Packers helmet that I guess they just make quarterbacks wear because <laughs> you know Rogers still wears it. Brett Hundley wore it when he was there. Um, did Matt they, Flynn wear it? I don't think Matt Flynn wore it. I think Matt Flynn actually had a decent chin strap. They didn't give him the one from 1942. They haven't found out about the new helmet technology yet, but maybe by 2022 not. they can when uh, they can get new alternate helmets. And they can wear those brown ones. Mm. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Okay. I, I don't want to drag this on too long, but I thought of so many other uniforms from both today and past that are both horrible and good the falcons okay. suck i hate their uniforms so much like their new ones you mean with the, yes, the, the ombre, the ombre. why why would uh, why would anybody that, ever that's gonna that be that's gonna be the type of jersey that we look back on in 20 years and we just say what the hell not even maybe 40 years i looked but... back on it 10 minutes after it happened saying what the hell like <laughs> but you know you know what i mean like like i to me i think back of like you know early 2000s like maybe like late nineties baseball jerseys. And it's just like, they're great. They are great, but they're also like who in the front office or, or in a management position of an organization said, you know what? We're making this our franchise. This is going to be our signature. This is great marketing. Jerseys are going to fly off the shelf. Cause now we can just look back and laugh. There's a lot of good old NHL ones. Like the Coyotes started wearing those throwback ones yeah. uh, with like, I love those ones. Yeah, those are great. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of, I, I want other jerseys in my head because we'll, I have we'll, have a, we'll have a whole Jersey talk, whole uniform logo. We fine. should we do that show. Save it for another All show. Right. All right. Fine. <laughs> fine. Don't fine. Wanna, uh, over content any episode, I guess. But yes, thank you for tuning in to laces out after dark. We have a new logo, by the we way, do. if you didn't notice, shout out, um, shout out to, to Jared here. He's uh he's been grinding away and making us look pretty. So thanks buddy. Yeah, I mean, by no means am I a graphic design major, but it seemed less like it's, yeah, more modern. More, I, I like the gold. I like the gold with the orange. It's nice. It's uh, it's clean. It's not, it's not, it's not too know. bright. Yeah, it's cool. Ready to go. I like it. I, I try. So, um, I guess that's it for this episode. Um, Kurt, where can they find you on Twitter? Everybody can find me at Kurt K U R T Hamaser H A U M E S S E R eighty eight. Uh, I, I took a little break from social media and it was refreshing, but I'm ready to be back. Uh, I just, I know I said it on the podcast like a week ago, but I kind of realized I never really shared it with anybody else on Twitter. So I am a part of the fan sided team now. And, uh, my first article is out there already. Uh, I do have one in the works right now. A few ideas floating around again. It is the dead time of the NFL, but join along, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun once the season starts and, of course, right now. So, Jarrett, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at jbaileynfl. Um, anything NFL-related, anything Steelers-related, you can also follow um, me and Benjamin Ravens wrestling podcast, yes. uh, Bailey and the Bird, at B-A-T-B Wrestling. Uh, we tweeted out our five worst finishers in wrestling history, our five best finishers in wrestling history. Um, so if you are into that sort of thing, do go give us a follow. We definitely appreciate it. And also go back and watch our fantasy draft um, with Louis Dangor from Russell Talk um, and Jeremy Lambert from Fightful Slag. Louis Dangor also getting a new gig as well, being uh, heading over to Give Me Sports. So uh, shout out to Louis. Very happy for him. Um, very deserving of the job. He's very good at what he does. So 
uh yeah go watch all of our wrestling stuff and of course you can follow us on twitter at the laces out pod uh where we'll retweet all of the shows that stream live for my twitter account sometimes kurtz depends on what we decide to do um but yeah you can check out all of the stuff there uh laces out trivia bowl which has become a staple of this show um <laughs> if you missed the last episode go watch it it is on our youtube page or you can watch it on twitter if you would like um we do have a new laces out trivia bowl champion and it is the aforementioned benjamin raven who absolutely crushed uh, Triviable four, so maybe a dark uh, horse, a, a dark horse candidate too. You know, Benjamin Raven is a genius. He's great at what he does, but I didn't think that he was going to knock off. You know, the, the top guys, the, the Mike Tanyers and the Thor Nystroms. But good for Ben. I'm, I'm proud. Yeah. So that was his first appearance since Triviable one. Uh, Mike Tanier did finish last again. <laughs> um, so yeah, go back and rewatch Triviable four. It's always a lot of fun. Um, and Kurt will make his return to Triviable hopefully yes. this weekend. Um, yes. So we'll get that on the works. But of course, our returning champion Benjamin Raven will be there. Thor Nystrom is always there. <laughs> um, and then if Matt Verderam's back from vacation, uh, he will be there as well. Um, so it's always a lot of fun uh, being able to do this with you know, really fun established guys in this industry that have you know seem to like us, and that's <laughs> that's all that. At is, least they uh, they fake it. They fake it that they do. They they're they're good actors. But uh, no, we we appreciate everybody and everybody that's ever come on the show. Anybody that ever watches our show, listens to our show, whether it was for thirty seconds or for ten minutes, we appreciate it. Um, so. But like Jared said, uh, keep an eye out because we had some things in the works. Seemed very promising with uh, potential players, NFL guys coming on the show, and maybe hit a little standstill. I got I got a few emails, a few calls to uh, send out. So hopefully, hopefully in the couple coming days we can uh, get some some words back. We'll both be on our grind with that. We've been I've been very lazy with that. I know you've been really trying to chip away at the uh, gaining player interview stuff. So kudos to you for that because i have not so uh, right. yes we'll definitely be back on that try to get as many players on as we can like we did last off season um so um yes yeah, st stay tuned with us you know follow us on twitter at the laces out pod at j bailey nfl at kurt homicer eight is it kurt homicer 88 or is it k homicer i always nope, forget kurt homicer full okay, name good good glad you're able to fit it in with the limited character space that they give you for <laughs> usernames on twitter um so yeah thank you everybody for watching listening however you make us part of your day we definitely appreciate it we will see you sunday night for trivia ball five we'll see if benjamin raven can become a two-time trivia ball champion <laughs> or if thor nystrom matt verderam or whoever we get as our fourth contestant can steal the title we will see you then right here either on twitter on youtube whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts as a podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you Sunday night for Trivia Bowl 5. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.